If you want to understand how to see life through a whole new lens, go back to the last episode if you haven't had a chance to check it out and listen to Laura Benedetto. You know, she started her company at age 19 and retired by age 37. You do not want to miss the wisdom that she has to give. But for now, I'm jumping in with crisis navigation partner, Deborah Vogue. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. excited to be joined by Deborah Vogue, who is not only a dear friend of mine, but I like to consider her a powerhouse of a human being. Um, she's got kind of that personal, you're welcome, you're welcome. She's what I like to refer to as, you know, a really great combination of emotional intelligence and business acumen. So just to tell you a little bit about Deborah's background and just keep going about how amazing she is. You know, she, her company is called um, Connect to, her corporation rather is called Connect to Corporation. And, you know, she moved from coaching women professionals to accelerate their individual development and career growth, you know, with outstanding communications over to this wonderful niche of, you know, supporting women while they navigate or supporting people while they navigate through personal and professional crises. So, also, also to make Deborah even more awesome, you know, she has been, you know, conducting research for the Harvard Business School. She has been featured in Forbes and Inc. and U.S. News and World Report and so much more. Worked with MIT. I could just go on and on and on forever about how incredible you are. Um, and I'm so honored to call you a friend of mine. And just, you know, thank you very much, Deborah, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Ditto, sister. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, good. Um, I mean, first off, let's let's jump right into it. I mean, can you give us a little bit about your backstory? You know, why why did you shift from supporting women, you know, in the professional realm to supporting them through personal and professional crisis? So, give us a little bit background of that. A good question. So, I have had my own business for I think it'll be I think it's 21 years now. I started it in 1999. And I was a leadership and career coach, and I was also an organizational change consultant. And over time, I became more and more interested in how individual organizational change doesn't happen without individual change. And so I've been honing in more and more on working one-on-one -on -one with people, or sometimes in groups, but about themselves individually, as opposed to their whole organization. And something happened in recent years where I just wasn't jazzed by what I was doing anymore. And part of that was okay because I had some of my own family issues to deal with, um, speaking of personal crises, which we could talk about if you want. But um, I, as, as I had more time to come out of that and get back into working full time, I just wasn't excited about what I had been doing. And I really took some time to reflect and to try to analyze and understand and intuit what was missing for me. Yeah. And what I realized was 
that I've been through so much and I've helped other people go through so much that I was no longer interested in just kind of the small picture decisions of, you know, how do we tweak your resume or, you know, what's, what's the next job you're going to get, you know, which is great. But instead of thinking about your whole life as leading your career or leading your family or leading your business, your small business, um, there was that piece. I wanted to be constantly tying into people's big visions. And also I wanted to be dealing with their challenges that were really tough and urgent situations, not just, I'd like to make my life a little bit better in this way or a lot better in that way, but I'm dealing with some big crap right now and I need to find my way through it. And I don't know if I can do it. And I want to turn to somebody who's been through it to guide me out. So when I started thinking about how crisis was really a theme of my career, starting with when I was a teenager, I was that kid in the high school who was helping people through the awfulness of being a teenager. <laughs> that, um, that's just always been a part of who I am. And when I started drilling down on that more and focusing on leaders in crisis, I, all my energy came back. Awesome. Yes, I'm so excited to do this work. So I've been that's doing it for awesome. a year. That's amazing. That's amazing. And can you give us an example of kind of some of the things, you know, you don't have to disclose anything, but some of the kind of crisis moments that are, that you're coming in contact with right now with some of your clients with my at client. kind of a high level. Yeah. So when I started last summer thinking about what kinds of crises I would work with people through, I was thinking specifically about some things that I've been through. So divorce, death of a loved one, uh, diagnosis of a loved one or yourself, either a physical or mental health diagnosis. I was thinking about going through downsizing either because someone loses their job or because the leader needs to let go of all the people in the organization. I've been through that really difficult thing. I was thinking about disputes of different kinds, legal, personal disputes. Um, I did not think of pandemic. It wasn't even on my radar. Don't figure. I don't think that was on anybody's <laughs> radar, right? It turns don't out, figure. <laughs> yeah, my business concept has been kind of relevant this year. <laughs> so yeah, I've been working a lot with leaders who have needed to pivot how they're running their businesses and their lives in light of shifting to all remote work and maybe their old business model suddenly doesn't work. And, you know, I have one client who's been running a company in Russia for like 20 years, an American, and she kind of got booted out of Russia along with a lot of other expats working there, came back and wanted to figure out what does she want to do now with her company and where does she want to go? So, I mean, she, she had to leave in such a hurry that she left dirty dishes in the sink. And this was months ago. Um, so that was a crisis and it's just, everything was pulled out from under her because of the pandemic. And so, I, yeah. And I, think, and I think that, you know, what you're saying is very relevant when you talk about business and life and kind of that, you know, it's, it's a package deal. And I think a lot of the times that we hear people say that they're either, this is either business or this is life. And quite frankly, I've never met an entrepreneur where one doesn't bleed into the other because that's yes. part of that's part of the package, right? So I know I agree. You, you and I have talked about this at length, mainly on the beaches of Hawaii, 
that was the we're, best place for that conversation. We, share, we shared an incentive trip there. So, you know, that's an amazing place to have a conversation. But I think, you know, what you're doing is such valuable work because, you know, that's real life. You know, your client who is saying that she all of a sudden had to go from Russia is, that's real life. That's really what happened. Yeah. Um, and it's not something that you can just negate and keep on going with from a business standpoint, right? Right, right. She doesn't have a home here. That was, that was the whole thing. But I've also been working with people over the past year who are going through things that are a little more mundane, but not easy, like dealing with clients whose kids are diagnosed with some sort of special need situation, as I've gone through with both my kids, or, um, you know, divorce, as we mentioned. So the leaders I've worked with are facing things personally and professionally. And like you just said, it influences them in both arenas. Right. And I think it shows up, right? I think if you're, if you're leading an organization, but your emotional or your personal life is in complete crisis, you know, that's going to flow through in some way, shape or form. Or, you know, I like to say that emotions going to appear somewhere else. If not in front of your people, it's going to come out, you know, towards your spouse, towards a child, you know, in some other place. So it's called that leaking. Yeah. yeah, it's leaking. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think it's beautiful work that you're doing with that. So um, my next, my next question is, um, I'd love to know a little bit, little, dig a little deeper here. And regarding to kind of, you know, I want, would love you to go back to kind of one of your darker entrepreneurial moments, which I know you and I, we both have them, right? Those, those floor moments or whatever they may be. And if you could go back to, to that version of Deborah and say, have a cup of coffee with her or hug her while she's crying on the floor, whatever that, whatever that okay. scene looks like, you know, um, you know, what would you, what would you tell her? Because I know there are listeners that are, that are maybe in that same exact spot. And I think you could really add some value there. Okay, so like I said, I've had my own business for 21 years. That's a long time and we're all gonna go through, it's just inevitable. We're all gonna go through, the longer we have our businesses, the more dark times we're gonna go through, not to be pessimistic, but it's just part of life. And there's ups and downs, yeah. I think for me, I mean, I've had my business since before I got married. And since before I had kids and I became a single mom um, because of divorce in 2008. And then um, in 2013, my son was diagnosed kind of seemingly suddenly as this often happens with type one diabetes. And I just had to take all the progress I'd made on building up my business and put it on pause so we could figure out how to take care of him at home, at school, figure out who all of his medical professionals are going to be. So that's the setting for when I'm going back to. And I remember feeling like all this momentum I had going and all this progress forward movement I've made is gone. It's it's lost. It's done. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Instant. And, you know, I'm going to have to pause my career because my family is most important to me. There was no question in my mind I was going to focus on my child over my business. But I thought, whenever this is over, I'm going to have to go back to square one. And yeah. there's no going back to square one because even if I, even if I lost everything in my business, which I didn't, I would have grown through the experience. And my own, our own brilliance expands as we're going through adversity. 
So we're always advancing the squares. And I wish that I had hugged myself. Um, I, could, I wish I could go back and hug myself. I like that image. You know, I've been working with my inner children, but I think I have to work with my inner adults <laughs> some more yeah. too. Uh, so my inner adults are good 2013 and say you will come out of this stronger and your business in the long run will come out stronger because for anyone who has what I call a brilliance-based business where what you're doing is based on the sum total of all your experiences in education and what's gone well for you and what's fallen apart for you. Like I said, your brilliance is only enhanced and your relationships you build on life. So if you have more brilliance and you have an ever expanding pool, an ever deepening pool of relationships, then add to that some more clarity on what matters to you more than ever, which invariably can come out of crisis. And you've got the recipe for being steps down the road on business development, even if it doesn't feel like it in the short term. It's amazing. Amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I like to call that your resiliency muscles. Yeah. You're, you know, you're really, you're really working them hard. And I think you're right. There is an accumulative effect that happens and those tools go forward and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but if you could go back and just kind of tell that person, like it's, it's going to be okay. Just have faith, you know, and, and keep putting one foot in front of the other and that's all you can do. Right. Yeah. Well, and now my kid who was 10 years old at the time is writing his college application essay <laughs> about how diabetes has changed his life for the better. Yeah. So he's building, is, he's been building his resiliency muscle all this time too. And exactly. I, I honestly, I'd take away the struggle he's had, but I wouldn't take away the experience I've had as a parent and as a leader because I'm better for it. Exactly. Amen. Amen to that. I think, you know, especially as parents, we never want, we, we don't necessarily want to see our children go through pain, but at the same time, yeah. they, there's no other, you have to go through that fire. You have to go through that fire to come out the other end with the learnings and the challenges. And it doesn't negate the pain that you feel while you're going through, but it all it makes it worth it, I guess, when you're removed from the situation a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you, thank you. This was really, really amazing. I hope our listeners, actually, I know our listeners probably gained a ton of value from this, just this little glimpse of you. Um, can you tell them where they can find you, I guess, online? So my URL for my business is connecttwo.com. So it's connect to, but the URL is the number two spelled as a word. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Also with those names, that's where I spend most of my, all of my social media time if I spend it there is on one of those three channels. And so I welcome you to find me on whichever one works best for you. Wonderful, wonderful. And I'll be sure to include all of that in the show notes too, so okay. folks can just kind of click right through it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope you'll come back and join us because I feel like we we just skimmed the surface of what it is and the, the valuable knowledge that you have. So I hope you'll come back and join us down the line. Awesome. As well. Okay. Thank well, thank you very much, Deborah. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Whew. Who doesn't wish that we all had a Deborah walking beside us through crisis? Am I right? You know, one of my favorite parts of our conversation is when she spoke about how adversity, you know, has the potential to expand your brilliance. Guys, sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but I promise having dealt with so much myself that it does truly do just that. So 
That wraps up our launch partner interviews, but you will definitely want to tune in for next, next Monday's episode. I'll be speaking with Catherine Rose, who is the founding CEO of the award-winning Wise Her. Now, folks, I had a front row seat for her building this amazing tech platform, and quite frankly... I've never seen anyone like her on the planet. She's, you know, a go-to speaker for companies like Google and IBM. She's got nine books published. You know, she's just a brilliant visionary and, you know, an all-around lovely person to speak to. So tune in next week because you don't want to miss it. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review if you love this podcast. And, you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life? Have a great day, everyone.